Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another White Sox podcast. Tim McMaster here along with Scott Merkin, our MLB.com White Sox reporter. And, Scott, a lot to get to on the podcast. A lot of injury news, unfortunately. Some things more serious than others. We'll get to that. We'll talk about the closer role as well. But I want to start with one of this team's bright prospects. That is Aloy Jimenez, who has been great this spring and great over the weekend, homering on back-to-back days, including one of them against the Cubs, who obviously uh, traded him away. So that had to feel good for Jimenez. But his time has to be running out, I would think. He's eventually going to make it down to minor league camp. But he has certainly made the most of his time with the big leaguers. Yeah, you know, Rick Hahn, White Sox general manager, has said a number of times that, you know, if he can go through this year, Birmingham, Charlotte, and has a successful year there, they'd be very happy with that. But I think, you know, that's just the way he's played this rebuild all along. I would be really surprised if, at the very latest, we don't see Aloy Jimenez by September in the big leagues. He's just one of those guys that, you know, kind of forces the team's hand. It's sort of like, you know, what Moncada was doing and everything else. I think... I don't know if you'll see him up right away. I really believe they want to give him time down there. You know, he's only got, what, 70-some plate appearances above the du- at the AA level or above last year with Birmingham. So, you know, I, I mean, when you're ready, you're ready, but they want to make sure he's checked all the boxes, crossed all the T's, dotted all the I's, you know, hit every challenge he could at the minor league level. But, yeah, he certainly does have a flair for the dramatic, doesn't he, coming up uh, – 0-2 pitch granted against a guy who's, you know, not going to make the Cubs team, but doesn't matter. You know, it's still the Cubs Sox atmosphere at the Cubs spring training park and takes an 0-2 pitch that it was a hanger, but a little bit off the plate at least and drives it out the opposite way. So just great strength, great presence. And like what I've always heard about good hitters is he's got a plan, you know, and he sticks to it and he knows what he wants to do. Abreu is real good about that. Frank Thomas is great about that, where you just follow a certain plan and even if you're slumping, you don't change it. And then followed up with a home run and a triple in his next game. So, yeah, he's he's a guy that very well could be the cornerstone of the rebuild. And let me also add, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really unique historical trait because it's, you know, Cubs and Sox don't do that too often, and they both helped the other side. And, again, helped themselves greatly. That was the main goal. But I know for a fact from talking to Rick last year, he heard from a lot of Sox fans who weren't happy that he gave – not gave, he traded Jose Quintana – to a team, you know, in contention for a repeat World Series, and the Cubs don't win the division last year without Quintana, and the Sox may not win many divisions in the future without Jimenez. So a really good and really, I think, historic move for for both sides. So kudos to Rick Hahn, Kenny Williams, Theo Epstein, Jed Hoyer, Ricketts, Jerry Reinsdorf, everyone who signed off on this deal. 
Yeah, you never see Met Yankee deals, but we got to see a Cubs Chicago White Sox. I, I think I, I think I credited everyone but the mayor of Chicago with that trade. So, <laughs> and he may <laughs> have been a factor. So uh, no. <laughs> you never know. He's a uh, Cubs fan, I think. <laughs> in that same game on Saturday, Lucas Giolito pitched and looked great. Four innings, a couple yep. of hits, uh, one earned run. He did walk a couple of batters, but eight strikeouts. Um, and I feel like one of the the things that he had struggled with the last couple of years, obviously once one of the really highest touted prospects in the game, top pitching prospect in the game. Um, but if there was something lacking, it was his ability to miss bats and get those strikeouts and to punch out eight batters in four innings. That's a great sign for Giolito. Yeah. I think his off speed stuff was really sharp on Saturday too. And, uh, and, and, and in an area where off speed doesn't often play very well, you know, in, in spring training and in the climate of Arizona there. Yeah, I think he was probably, I don't know if he would admit to that, but probably a little more jacked up facing the Cubs. You know, even yeah. if it is a Cactus League game, it's probably, you know, they they play three times, so three of the biggest Cactus League games. But he looked great. And I think one of the things that I go back to that he told me last year after he came up was, yeah, he finally got rid of the, you know, he's a number one pitching prospect. Why is he not living up to that? And just played his game. Just went out and worked. He was working hard the whole time, but went out and just focused on becoming a better pitcher and not living up to expectations. And with that, I think the metal process on the mound got better too. So I, I think it's just a thing with Lucas is he believes now. He believes he belongs. He knows he belongs. He had a good run of seven starts at the Sox last year, and now he's going to be in there for the duration this year. And, you know, it has the potential, like a lot of these guys, to be a top-of-the-rotation guy. But, yeah, real a real strong outing uh, Saturday against the Cubs. Very impressive. All right, on to some negative news, and that is the injuries. Yes. Lewis Robber. Number three prospect, obviously another one of those talented outfield guys along with Jimenez. He's going to be out 10 weeks. It's a sprained left thumb. Uh, he did it on Wednesday, sliding into second. He didn't leave that game. In fact, he went on to hit a game-winning grand slam in the eighth inning of that game, but then obviously the realizing the, the injury later. Um, let's hear from Rick Hahn and Robert talking about the injury first. Start off in extended games, uh, probably roughly in early May need to adjust that timetable for the better. Uh, hopefully we can adjust that timetable for the better once the cast comes off, but uh, at this time we, we view it as six weeks in a cast and return to games in approximately 10. It's okay. Okay, y'all talk. I feel like uh, I was uh, getting into my rhythm in the games and I, I was getting confident. Uh, and now this happened and uh, yeah, I feel I feel bad. It was during during the stolen base. I when I slide, I didn't I didn't put my hand in the right way, and then my my thumb was like a torn. I fell it right away, uh, but you know because uh, just the intensity of the game and the, and the heat of the game, I I, I mean I, I didn't feel like I had much pain. It wasn't until the next day that I that I feel like I, yeah, I was uh, really really pretty sore. It was actually um, uh, he had sustained the injury prior to hitting the the grand slam, so pretty impressive pain tolerance by this young man and uh, uh, perhaps also speaks to uh, the speed of the potential recovery here. But yeah, it occurred It occurred prior to the home run. Better to happen now as these guys are developing. And yeah, it may slow the development a, a bit because he may not be in action until May or maybe even June. But Robert was not a guy who was going to be up this year and probably wasn't going to be up for, you know, most of 19, if 19 at all. So there's time. There's time for him to get healthy and you just got to Sometimes this kind of stuff happens. You just got to take it and move on and know that when he's back in place, he's already shown just a little bit of the special potential he has as, you know, the future White Sox center fielder. Then a collision on Sunday, a scary one when you yeah. see the video of it. Uh, Delmonico and Saladino 
Um, one coming in, one going out in left field, and it was kind of a head, Saladino's head into Delmonico's arm and shoulder, and those indeed are the injuries. Um, I don't think we've really gotten an update on this, but it seems like Saladino's going to end up in that concussion protocol. Yes, he will be. And, you know, Delmonico, they, I know Ricky Renteria told reporters after the game that it was kind of a day-to-day thing, but, you know, just from hearing a, what a partial separation in the shoulder, I mean, it, it seems very unlikely, almost no chance that he would break camp with the team. And now it's just a question of how much damage is done past what the initial examination showed to see how long. I mean, hopefully, I mean, he, he's been a phenomenal story. Everyone knows, you know, he's talked about that he was you know, out of baseball. And I, I believe he told at one point that he's looking to get a job at a zoo when he had left baseball. And Buddy Bell, who he credits a lot for getting him back in, liked him, had seen him a few times, brought him back in the White Sox. They kind of, you know, they let him get back up to speed and really was kind of a surprise last year when he came up. I, you know, he had, he had got off to a great start in Charlotte and kind of had slowed down a little bit. And when he came off, he picked it up again and, you know, was figuring to be the team starting left fielder or at least some combination of left fielder DH for, you know, the White Sox in 2018. So, and, and just a great presence in that clubhouse, really kind of a galvanizing force who seems to get along with everyone in there and, kind of just makes things fun for them, just has that kind of infectious personality. So you hope just because it's been such a great story and he's done such a good job getting back to where he is that it's not too long. And Adrian, the same for Tyler Saladino. You know, Tyler should be back after, you know, you would hope after the week with the concussion protocol. And from what I've understood, had a, has had a great camp after being, you know, bothered by back issues for most of the last season. So he looks like to be the utility guy for the White Sox being able to play basically everywhere. He can play everywhere on the diamond. He was their third-string catcher last year. So you hope that both are, you know, get back quickly. It's it's a tough injury. And anyone who's driven out in Arizona, maybe there's a bad comparison, but knows how tough those guys are to kind of track, let alone to drive the track baseballs out there. So it's it's amazing that more things like that don't happen because of the, not the conditions, but, yeah, just the way, you know, it is out there with the, the high skies in Arizona. Yeah, absolutely. One more thing to talk to you about, Scott, and that is the closer role. There's obviously no clear-cut guy in this camp. There's guys that have done it before, Joaquin Soria, Nate Jones, to name a couple. Um, It sounds like Rick Renteria is not saying they're going to go by committee, but he's also not saying they're going to have one guy. It seems like it's still maybe to be determined how they handle that role. Well, I remember in Robin Ventura's first year in 2012, he said he kept telling us when – the Sox are in a save situation for the first time. That's when you'll know who the closer was. It ended <laughs> up being Hector Santiago. He, he, they opened that season in Texas. They lost the opener and then won game two, and Hector saved the game. And, you know, Hector, you know, he, I don't think he lasted. He did not last the year as the closer. They moved that around a little bit. So, you know, it's, it, you have options. That's one of the great things that Rick and Kenny have done during, you know, this offseason and into spring training is they've added players who present options. I, I know uh, Jen Mark Gomez had a very strong spring, although he's battling a little shoulder soreness right now. But, you know, th- there's many different guys you can go. I mean, Hector could be a closing option. Hector could be the fifth starter option. Hector could be a middle relief guy. He's, as they say, the kind of Swiss Army knife out of the out of the staff there. But you have a guy like Jones who definitely can close. You have a guy like Soria who has closed before. Um, you know, the, Manaya closed at the end of last year. So there's definitely options. And the thing with bullpens now, as we know, Tim, as we've seen with, you know, Andrew Miller's usage and right on down the line is the closer doesn't necessarily always work in the ninth inning anymore. You know, Nate Jones might be the closer and might be pitching in the seventh inning with two on and nobody out. That that might be how Ricky Renteria used them. The good thing about this year is there are numerous options. So if that happens and Nate Jones pitches in the seventh, you still have Soria and Manaya 
and other options to go to later in the game. So it's it's a good situation. It's not a you know I don't think it's 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 a it's a deep bullpen with a lot of choices for Ricky Renteria and Don Cooper. All right, and it's something we'll keep certainly keep an eye on right up until that first save situation at the beginning of the season. This there has you been, go. We may know then. <laughs> this has been MLB.com Extras, our White Sox edition. For Scott Merkin, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.